1: Hello, welcome to the Talking City podcast for the Manchester United News. I'm Rich Fay. I'm delighted to join joined today by Simon Bajkowski. Mm, very good, hello. Thank you very much, and Ian Cheeseman. Alright. Yeah, not too bad, I think I'm delighted to pronounce Simon's name right first time. I know, you only had to ask me about three times oh, before uh, we... are <laughs> <laughs> in here, um, nice sunny day, isn't it? The sun's shining, but not all good news at Manchester City today. Uh, the World Cup scores are being announced this week, and the biggest story of the week, really. Yeah, uh, Leroy Sonny dropped from the Germany squad... Jochen Lohr said he was on a sort of pile with Julian Brandt over who took the last sort of winger slot and Sonny's not made the cut despite winning the PFA Young player of the year. What are your thoughts on that?
0: I mean, anyone who's watched anything of, of City over the last season will think it's absolutely bonkers. Anyone who who's watched Germany in depth will sort of have less, fewer qualms about it because um, I don't think he's, he's quite brought his City form to, to the Germany squad. I mean... Me personally, I I don't know why you wouldn't take him just because he has that ability to to change the way a game's going or to you know produce that moment of magic. But um, you know, international managers have a short amount of time really where they can show show off their capabilities and their team's capabilities. So maybe um, the Germany coach is going for more players he can he can trust. But uh, I mean, it, it's it's.
2: Daft, if, you, if you've been watching City. Well, I've, I also watched Germany quite a bit. I watched uh, the game against Austria, which was very de- delayed because of weather at the weekend. And I know it was only friendly, but um, Leroy Sane started that game. And I think I remember rightly, he came off for of about 60 minutes. And actually was playing very well, I thought, given that it's a non-competitive, pre-season friendly type mm. of game. Uh, so to see him then dropped out of the squad uh, was a complete shock to me. I do watch um, Bundesliga football a little bit when I can. And Marco Reus, who is a winger, who you, you might argue is the preferred option in that position, um, hasn't had, he's, he's got a long track record of injuries anyway, but he, he also hasn't had a you know an outstanding season uh, in fact, I saw the. I went over to the Schalke Dortmund game not that long ago. I can't even remember who he played. He certainly, if he played, he didn't make any impact. Um, so, I suppose what we have to conclude from this is that either um, the culture of Germany is trying <laughs> to be more, shall we say, well, less expansive in the way that he wants to play, because I see Leroy Sane as a bit of a sort of wild card who can create havoc but isn't necessarily completely consistent. I think even City fans who know that he can play wonderfully well and have seen the, the sparkling moments he's had in the previous season, um, I think occasionally we'll see him sitting out on the wing. Now, whether that's under instructions from Pep or not, I'm not sure. But not really getting involved in what's happening in central midfield. And I suspect that um, Love is, is looking at, the German side, and thinking, well, that's no use to me in the format of team that I play. Now, this is a difficult one for me to try and reconcile because I, as, as uh, you so astutely said, Simon, um, think it's a bonkers decision. <laughs> that's a great word, word of the day. And so, therefore, to me, would be in the side, no question. I'm just trying to work through in my mind as to why that could be, especially given that I have. An interest in watching German football on the German national side and trying to work out the process that may have got into it, but you would have thought that in a squad of twenty-three, that the, one, the, there wouldn't one. be room for a wild card if that's if that's what you're going to call him. Well,
0: it's funny because normally all the outrage around
2: the World Cup twenty-three surround a player that
0: wouldn't have played any minutes anyway. You know, why are you taking Jack Wilshere? Why was John where, Joe Shelby not? Yeah, this exactly. Yeah, when. You know in reality, they're not going to be near the the first 11. No. I saw like one German football expert saying he had Sani in his starting 11 for the World Cup, so it has been a big shock because you're talking about you know one of the best players in the Premier League last season who it was just expected was a given to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's going
2: to be really tough for him. Um, he's got a counter question for you. Mm-hmm. Um if City were in the World Cup, mm. if, if clubs were allowed in the World Cup, obviously we know it's ridiculous yeah. it can't <laughs> yeah. right? But if City were able to play in this World Cup yeah. and field their first 11, yes. now I know that that would mean that Brazil would be without certain players and England would be without certain players and you know Argentina. You're almost would talking like a, a League of Champions or like, like a Champions League there. Yeah, right I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the point I want to get to really is Sane surely would be in England. It would be in City's team. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I personally believe, but this is for you two now to discuss. I personally believe City could win that World Cup with that team. Do you not think Real Madrid would beat them in the final? I didn't. I'm so not allowing Real Madrid to... in <laughs> it. So City are the only club, <laughs> club. you're allowing. in I'm the... only <laughs> allowing City. It's an interesting right. concept. So, so, my, so my, the reason you know, I know it's being stupid and pedantic, but come on, it's yeah. silly season anyway. I'm all I'm saying is that the World Cup has what, thirty two teams in it. Yeah. And these thirty two teams, my personal view is that there's only probably about seven of them that would actually give City a game. Yeah. That the rest of the standard is very, very poor. Yeah. So you're almost I, I would think that City's team would get to the quarterfinals as a given and then it would be who the you know now obviously international teams don't play as regularly together. Um, so that's a factor as well and we can't get away from the fact that some of the city players are playing for the teams in key positions. Yeah. But if somehow hypothetically you could have two Fernandinhos so City could play Brazil in the Like as a video game, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. I I, I I think City would win the whole World Cup and I think Sane would be part of it
1: and yet he can't get in the Germany team. It's great. I think you've got a you've got a point though, it's hypothetical. I mean it, it, it would depend on who City drew. So we saw how they struggled against that sort of free-flowing attack of Liverpool and maybe it would be a team like that who would just have nothing to lose that would cause City the most problems. I mean, They can break any team down. You'd look at Brazil and you'd look at Argentina, I think it's two teams that would, would give them a good game. I think Argentina's defence is very weak but they've got Lionel Messi up front and Aguero is just <laughs> on the bench for them usually. And Brazil's team, even if you took the City players out, they'd probably only lose Fernandinho. Um, no, they would be, because Cause Gabriel they Jesus do. would drop out but Firmino would come in and then we've got an article on the website coming later about <laughs> that discussion ourselves Danilo played it right back yeah. in the game at, against Croatia yeah
2: Alisson they will get it Edison. To the first team might even next season there's another season, there's another yeah, suggestion maybe. you know I've I, I wrote a column today that will be in the evening news this week <laughs> suggesting that having watched Danilo play it right back for Brazil against Croatia and Kyle Walker play on the right of a back three yeah for England and knowing that obviously Vincent Company as much as, as, as everybody admires him so much and would see him as an automatic teacher, if he's fit, who isn't going to be fit all the time and I wonder if we might see Danilo playing at right back a bit more regularly next season and Walker maybe put, moving in that central role for City yeah. you can imagine no questions yeah. To throw he, he, you. He, yeah he's certainly got the intelligence to do it um, Gareth Southgate
0: likes likes him there and Southgate seems to get on have a very good relationship with Pep and they seem to share ideas and share thoughts on players so especially if City go three at the back there's an option um, but then if you go three at the back do you need to buy another defender because Vincent Company has had yet more injury woes
1: um, it's that so brilliantly segued onto our next awful point awful
0: time of, yeah. of the year where just as you think company's right as rain something goes wrong
1: um injury away for in the draw on the weekend for Belgium. Um Yeah, now he has
0: made the the Belgium twenty three man squad but Martinez is urging caution on it and saying that he can be withdrawn if he if he doesn't feel his body is right. Um yeah, it's just a bit of a a point that we thought we had settled, but if you were going through at the back, do you need
2: another centre back to add to Company Laporte, Otamendi and Stones? Personally, I definitely think so. I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast before and I would sign, I feel, a priority for City this summer as well as the two that is well-known to everybody, Mares and Jorginho, which I'm sure you bring us the latest on very soon, Simon. But I feel that a, a, an experienced centre-back is, is would be top of my list of priorities to bring in. I, I would sign three as opposed to two. I think the two they're going for... Um, a potentially fantastic place to add to the squad um, I wouldn't be losing any I think I'd be trying to hang on to Zinchenko uh, given that uh, obviously we've had Mendy's season long injury mm-hmm. and Fabian Delft always has a few problems himself so I think having Zinchenko uh, around might not be a bad idea so the argument of him going out as a make weight potentially in the Jorginho deal although that seems to have be been knocked back now Um I'm not so keen on, but I would bring in an experienced centre back. So, I love the, pro, the you know the whole way that Pep thinks of bringing in young players for the future, the ones who, even if they went at some point, like Sane has been you know rumored to be of, on the radar of Real Madrid or you know of interest to them sometime in the future. But if that did happen, the lad would bring in a huge fee. The trouble with bringing in older players, of course, is that if then it doesn't work out, Sanchez at United might be a good example. Um, then you don't get your money back, or you don't you don't make a profit on it, and that's the risk with bringing in older player. But I still think it'd be worth doing at City to bring in an experienced, you know, um, whatever it may, a Manucci or somebody yeah. of that ilk who who could come in and be part of. A bigger little group
1: of three at, at the back Yeah It's interesting as well That you say that Because it's, it's sometimes it's hard to remember Just how good City were At the start of the season Playing with that three At the back the 3-5-2 And obviously Pep will want to do that He would have wanted to do it For the majority of this season If he hadn't had that injury To Benjamin Mendy I guess just going forward Do you both still think 3-5-2 is the way City should Go for next season Or do you think That change of formation Maybe showed Pep Guardiola That he, he should have gone For a different formation Altogether
2: I personally think that whether I agree with it or not, and I do actually think it is the best system, but whether I agree or not, I think that's the way Pep is going to go. Yeah. Um, that's why he signed Mendy. Mendy is not uh, an, a defensive fullback. No. You know, it is an attacking fullback. Now, where the Carl Walker, I mean, obviously Carl Walker, you would imagine is therefore going to play as the right wing back, not as the right sided one of the three. I only threw that in as a you know one thing that could be considered. Yeah. And obviously he's not gonna necessarily play exactly the same system in every game. The great thing about what City do now is that they don't you know they don't play certain players in certain positions and just keep them. There is a lot of variation, particularly in the attacking third and when and if Mares comes in. The next question that people will talk about, City fans will talk about, is, well, where are they going to play him? they're going to play him on the right, does that mean that Raheem Sterling goes out? Does, if they play him on the left, does that mean that Sane goes out? You know, he, he, That he's going to take somebody's position? Well, I think with all the games that City play, and with the way that Pep thinks, mm-hmm. nobody loses their position. It just gives more options in terms of rotation game to game, and changes of tactics, either for each separate game or even within a game that you can move players around into different positions. So I don't see that as a problem. Um, see, I I do see problems with the
0: 3-5-2. Um, just to create a bit of a stir. This is what we want. But, <laughs> I, I mean, they played 3-5-2 Watford away and they won 6-0 and it was one of the most complete performances I think we've ever seen. Um, but... They weren't that convincing every game. They played 3-5-2. There was the Liverpool game at home that they ended up winning 5-0. But Otamendi got shredded every time. Salah went at him in the first half and Mendy wasn't there to help him out. Pussy was a bit further forward. The other issue with three five two, I get that Walker can move in and that will help out, is further up the field. If you've got two wing-backs, then you won't have Sterling and Sane out wide. Which was so key to the whole of City's season and why they did so well. Guardiola initially intended Sterling and Sane to play more centrally last season, and then because of the injury, had to move them out wide, and it turned out to be a masterstroke. But what happens to Sterling and Sane in the three-five-two?
2: The interesting thing, and, and that you've obviously just hung that there as a question, which maybe I'll answer. But, <laughs> that was the idea. <laughs> yeah, but but I time. was just thinking in a different way then. Again, I don't want to overemphasise one game, but when Germany played Austria at the weekend, I noticed that love played Sane in that game more centrally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sterling has played more centrally as well. He's played for England as a weekend. false nine.
0: The 60 in the row but
2: I, but I, I take your point, Simon, about about the two wing backs taking the same ground, the same territory as the two wingers. Um, what I would say is that when you look at the the, fi- I mean, obviously the fixtures are out next Thursday. I know. When you look at the fixtures over a season, obviously you add in the cup ties as well. Whether we like it or not, as fans, we can say it. I can say it as journalist. You can say it. The club, the players, the manager would never want to say this, but you do look at certain fixtures and you do think to yourself, you know, we don't need to play our best players, or we can change our system for this game to make it easy for ourselves. So there may be games where you think, well, we're going to play, we're going to play on the counter attack here with pace, and so we're going to play, or we're going to play with wingers, or we're going to play. Lewandowski's just put in a transfer request or something, hasn't he, at uh, at Bayern? Let's say he signed Lewandowski, City signed Lewandowski. (laughs) Suddenly, playing wingers and Lewandowski works, perhaps more than two wing backs and Lewandowski. I don't know, it's arguably arguable. But the point is, you can shuffle these things around, you know. Because I I am interested to know where, once once the deal is done, Mares is going to play. He plays predominantly as a right sided midfield player for Leicester. Um, is he gonna? Is he gonna play him more centrally than he did at Leicester City? Is he gonna play him in, as a ten behind a single striker? Does that mean De Bruyne goes out wide? You know, which he was very effective at Wolfsburg, but a lot of people don't see him as mm-hmm. a wide player at City. In fact, a lot of City fans argue with me quite strenuously that his only position in the team should be as a central midfielder and yeah. not out wide. Yeah, I actually think he's very, very effective out wide. Because his crossing
1: accuracy is pinpoint, those yeah, so um, final third balls, his whips across. I think it's going to be yeah. interesting to see how he does at the World Cup because Martinez played, but he sort of holds the midfield almost, doesn't he? But he plays very deep. Yeah, for Belgium.
0: Well, it was Martinez that kind of inspired Guardiola to play him a bit deeper for the mm. City, as that kind of eight rather than ten that he'd played for Pellegrini, and yeah, he does look really good. He. he he does tend to drift out wide anyway, doesn't he? Because silver kind of goes left and De Bruyne goes right, right, and those balls in into Aguero. But again, if we're talking 3 five, 2 and wing-backs, then you've probably got Fernandinho or Jorginho playing every game. You've then got four spots for De Bruyne, Silva, Aguero, Jesus, Bernardo, Mares, Gundogan. Um, missing anyone out. Foden, possibly. Mm. Like it, it's a lot. I know that the strength of the city side is that you can just pull out a player that's perfect for that game, but it's there's going to be a lot of squad management mm. needed. Different
1: well, um, task for Guardiola next season, isn't it? Try and keep that squad harmony. Do you think? I mean, yeah. Like you said, there's no one that really the first team is going to be leaving the club. I, know. And I, I mean, it's exciting. It's a, it's a
0: sign intriguing. of a manager that's not standing still, and is quite willing to to alter his tactics and you know you say don't change a winning team change the idea of a team that's got 100 points and done things that have never been seen before in England so you know the, there's a lot of potential there but as was negatively minded journalists are liable to <laughs> point practice. out uh, you know the, there is there are potential problems with changing things
2: do you think anybody... I mean, it doesn't feel like that way to me, but do you think there's any risk of any of the names that you've just been trotting out there are going to go? There's anybody going out in this transfer window?
0: I can't see anyone going um, before before the season starts, no. But I think, like I say, I think it will be more of a challenge this season to keep everyone happy than it was um, last year. Last year... I remember Guardiola saying it after they won on the first day at Brighton and he said, you know, if if they're not happy then we'll have to deal with that. It's my job to keep them happy and, and he managed to and but part of that was the slow introduction of Bernardo to English football and Gundogan was injured and you know maybe he'll have injuries again this season with mm. players and it'll sort each other out. But if everyone's fit you've got maybe like like I say, eight or nine world class players fighting for four spots. Um, depending on formation, so somebody's going to be missing out every week, and it's if they're uh, if they end up missing out once too often
2: for the liking. You can see why Guardiola was a fan of introducing more substitutions. Yes, yeah, his yeah. yeah. Sometimes <laughs> headaches. Isn't it? I think it's a good point.
1: I mean, the fact we're so perplexed, you wonder what the other opposition managers will be thinking when they face City this season because there's so many uh, possibilities and the squad's getting stronger. I saw some comments on Twitter saying. Are, are Jorginho and is the caliber of players that you should really be buying, or should they be trying to strengthen that starting 11? The question is can you really strengthen a starting 11 that's just achieved 100 points in the Premier League? And I think it's not starting 11 players. That's the question I was going to come on to. Where do they fit? I mean, Jorginho obviously slots straight in, you'd think. He's, well, you know, I, I'm such a big fan of Fernandinho,
2: but I can see them almost playing 50% of the games each. Um, yeah. and there might even be occasions when they both play depending on the formation and the type. I can see in the big European games if City were to get to a, yeah. a quarter final of the Champions League maybe that's League, what they lack the season a bit maybe, maybe you play the, the two of them um, but, but I can see them getting both getting enough games for it not to be an issue and, and, and as I said they old fashioned if I, if I go back to when I first started watching City you know the first, the first teams that I, I followed religiously I could name you virtually the full 11 and it'd be, apart from injuries, that 11 in every single game. Season, yeah. It isn't like that though anymore, is it? It just isn't like that. And you know, it, I don't want to sound like they're all mercenaries. Obviously, footballers <laughs> do earn a lot of money, that's for sure. And we'd be, you'd be naive not to say that to some extent they're all mercenaries. But if you're getting a, a good of money, you're playing in 50% of the games and you're winning trophies... And you've got a great coach as well who's a great people person. Why wouldn't you be happy? Would you, would you really be walking around with your, your face on the floor? Because I'm only playing in half the games. Mm. But I am playing for Manchester City. And you know this season they won the league by a record number of points. They got to the quarterfinals finals of the Champions League, wouldn't nothing to assume that it won't be that type of trajectory again next season. Yeah. That's how you keep them happy, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's going to be interesting, though. I know we, I mentioned it last week, but, but it is the Mara. I think Jorginho, we've all sort of established where, where he's got to fit in, but Mara is an interesting one, isn't he? Because you see, he's right midfielder, he's gone from being a star man at Leicester. looks like he's going to join City and maybe just have to be periphery similar to what Bernardo had this season like you said, he was slowly bedded in and then became a very important player. Do you think Morris would be similar or
0: Yeah, and, and to get the sort of the news the news bits out of the way. Um not much has happened in the last week. They've both been on international duty. Um we're still expecting deals for both of them to go through. Hopefully by the end of this week, um Jorginho plays his last game for Italy tonight, Monday night, um and you'd expect developments Following that, Um, I think Mara's is tied up until Thursday, but again, there's not that much standing in the way, so you'd expect both players to be confirmed as uh, City players.
1: Before the World Cup, both of them still? Easily
0: before the World Cup, yeah. Um, Although the World Cup's getting close, isn't it? (laughs) It's about about 10 days. Yeah, 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 you would expect before the World Cup.
1: and he, they, I, neither of them are involved in the World Cup anyway so it's not no, as if it's no, a, exactly, there's no. a there's not some sort of ticking clock that City have to no, reach the no, deadline no but it for, would be but, nice that they would like to get yeah, the deal signed and up City as soon fans as can possible put their feet up up enjoy yeah. the, the feast of football <laughs> even though Man City might not be here themselves but,
0: but yeah. I, I believe um, I kind of see Mares as most similar to Bernardo in the team yeah. he's sort of as comfortable and stylish in possession and he play, plays on the right as Bernardo did I kind of see Bernardo moving in more centrally this season as David Silva has his more game time managed. Yeah. I mean, Bernardo's the long-term successor to, to David Silva. That's what he's been been deemed as. So I can see him getting more games. But then I think the, um, the sort of front three without a striker proved really effective in uh, certain games. Guardiola did it in both games against United. Jesus played but he played out, uh, so left. out wide left yeah. at Old Trafford and then the, uh, if Sterling could have finished they could have been 6-0 at home against United by yeah. half-time. Um, so I can see Maris fitting in really well to a, a kind of rolling front three as well. He, like Ian says, he's just got a number of strings to his bow that um, are unique
2: and that's why City want to... To buy him because he can add something different to the team, particularly in the first half of last season. City were rolling teams over. Uh, you mentioned the Watford game, Stoke, and others. Even Liverpool five, five in the end. But I think this season, this coming season, teams like and Stoke aren't in the Premier League anymore. But that standard of team, I think, will come and absolutely shut up short, Try to shut up and part the bus. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm a big fan of the Mares deal, because at mm. the moment since you've got pace to burn with Sane, Sterling, arguably Jesus, but certainly plays in midfield. Even De Bruyne is quite a quick player once he's in full flight. But maybe it just needs that little bit of craft. Um, you know, and, and he's yeah. Bernardo Silva, yes, Mares, those are the types of players who mm pick pockets, you know, they look for little gaps and stuff and that one killer pass in a game, which maybe Sterling and Sane don't do. Um, and maybe that brings it full circle to maybe that's what Germany are going to do. Maybe in the World Cup they're going to expect to play a lot more defensively. Yeah. The world champions, mm. teams will be scared of them. So maybe Love is just been very, very clever. I still think it's the wrong decision, <laughs> but maybe he's just been very clever thinking, I'd rather have players who can pick a pocket rather than somebody who's got the pace to burn because Sane's still got some way to go yet to, to develop yeah. into the player we all think he, he can be. Um, yes, he's got lots of raw talent and, and he's so exciting to watch but also he can be shut out in games. We've seen him shut out in games uh, when players are sort of man-marked him and whatnot. Mm. Um, so Mares, that, that's why I'm so excited about the Mares deal. I think I think he, he he's definitely got that extra yeah. bit of something about
0: him well, you look at teams that did well against City last season and Liverpool beat them once in the league three times overall how many teams can play like Liverpool can
1: maybe sure. Tottenham yeah
0: and that's it um, and if you're looking elsewhere then I kind of think I've said it before but Huddersfield gave City the hardest one of the hardest times they had over two games yeah very unlucky. Well, not unlucky, but they nearly hung on for a draw, for a draw at home, and then they they played out a draw um, at the end of the season. So you kind of think any team seventh or below probably needs to be looking at those Huddersfield games, and seeing yeah. what they did,
1: and putting that into action next season. So which, Newcastle yeah. away as well. Yeah, straight from kickoff, they sit right back. It was yeah. only that one goal from Sterling that won it, but it's one of those well another day a couple of missed chances like she said before Like those yeah. things can go against you and it can pile up and it's another test again it's got to prove just how difficult next season is for Pep because he's not only got to manage his new players get the squad rotation maybe a new formation but yeah. it's every team knows how City will try and play anyway I know it's one thing to say that and one thing to stop them but like you said even we saw Towards the end of the season, Chelsea just came to the Etihad and just sat straight back. They had had no interest of in playing City at their own game. And it, it was kind of in the autumn when they were
0: beating teams, it, you know, working out cricket scores that they were there was still that element of surprise mm. to them. You know, Watford played quite well when they lost six nil. They, they didn't. <laughs> it wasn't a terrible performance no. from them by any means, but they were, they just played tried to play City and City was just so much better than them and Stoke were the same, I think was it two two at one point? Stoke been, yeah. or three two. I think it's got to
1: three two after the half time to yeah. score, I think and there's an own goal from Walker maybe or something. Yeah. yeah,
0: whereas this season from day one teams are just gonna be out to to stop City yeah.
1: rather than to beat them. It's probably an exciting season ahead for you, Cheesy. Yeah we also I'm not sure where I'm going with this point too. I was going to ask the cheese when we went to that. As a City fan, from your point of view, you, you must be excited for these two new signs coming in then. Yeah, I am. As I say,
2: Mahrez is certainly a player that I think City need. Um, Jorginho, I, I have to admit that. though there, there, You'll hear a lot of people in podcasts and, and writing I'm stuff <laughs> who act like they know, absolutely. And and I'm not one of those people. You know, I haven't seen very... Obviously, the only time I've really seen him is against City. Um, yeah. You know, for Napoli um, and I can't say I was particularly studying him on that occasion when City played Monaco I did notice Mendy I did notice Bernardo Silva as two players that stood out Scored against City what? Uh, He may well have done yeah. I'm not, <laughs> not disputing that but it what I'm saying what I'm saying is I didn't I didn't sort of either get wowed by him
1: or notice him or, or be
2: aware that City were interested in so I didn't sort of study him I don't tend to watch a lot of Italian football. The reputation he brings, the number of passes he completes, the which is key in in terms of retaining possession to what Guardiola wants to do is very impressive. So I'm hopeful, but to get carried away by him at this stage would be would just be me putting on sort of false bravado, you know. So um I'll leave that to people who actually know what they're talking about.
1: <laughs> Being if, honest. If, if he's anything
0: like
2: Fernandinho, we won't notice him for the first two
1: years anyway. <laughs> That's true. And I guess, even on that point of view, I bet lots of opposition fans still don't exactly know, who don't watch City every week, don't realise the impact of Fernandinho still. He's still, still got the sense, I know this season has been a bit different, he's been included in teams of the year and stuff, but there's, there's still lots of opposition fans who don't, Understand just how important and integral well, that like,
2: is. It's like the Bell, Lee Summerby era. You know, everybody mm-hmm. forgets Alan Ox and, and uh, Neil Young, even who was a great player. And same with you know, you'll think back to you know the King Cladsey era, and perhaps that's a bad example because we yeah. get relegated <laughs> under King Cladsey But people will name you certain individuals. They'll all talk about in the team that came up in '99, Harlock and and Paul Dickoff, because Dickoff scored that yeah. goal. They perhaps don't mention Richard Edgill as much or Jared Vikings. Jared Vickins is what probably one that sails under the radar a little bit. So yes, you're always going to get that in an eleven man team. Fernandinho is that is that player in my opinion. Um but now I you know I as a person who go home and away and watch City, I don't underestimate his contribution and um, you know, he he was in my humble opinion, um at possibly City's player. I've said he's my player of the year. But um,
1: you season in player of the year? I,
2: I accept that De Bruyne and Silva are special players, yeah. of course, I'm not stupid. But Fernandinho is, is a player who I, I just think deserves more credit, so perhaps that's why I pick him as my player of the year.
1: I love I mean before we get on to our, I mean, our last point really is going to be transfers again I know you've already said that so you'd like to see a new centre-half brought in it looks like it's just been Mars and Jorginho for now do you think Pep Guardi will change his mind I know we had the uh, Caldoon interview uh, maybe last week or the week before saying that there's only going to be two top players that they want to bring in this son? but do do you think City should bring in free do you think they will bring in free
0: well I mean they are looking in case an opportunity yeah. arises such as one for Kylian Mbappe Bappe. Um, certainly one to watch with PSG's financial situation Guardiola's liked him for a long time yeah. and City are in a position whereby they're not planning to spend I think it'd be 110 million or something for Jorginho and Mahrez. Um they're not in a position where they're planning to spend 200 million but if such as they weren't planning necessarily to buy Bernardo last summer but the opportunity came up and they thought this is a chance we yeah. have to go for it if an opportunity comes up for a real marquee player then there is the money to um, to go for that so that is something to watch out for um through the summer and I know I think Guardiola is on World Cup duty at least for a bit of the the tournament yeah 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 there's always a the chance to bump into yeah. uh, a player or ring them up and give them a bit of uh, Advice, but I think the central defence situation will be looked at. It's, I mean, Vincent Company, there's been so much time and effort that both the player and everyone has put into the situation um, in terms of managing his fitness. But it's really something, especially if they're planning to go to through at the bat next season, that he needs to be convinced that Company yeah. can withstand the season. And if he's not convinced, then
2: Think you'll see them move for a player obviously whoever City go for if they do go for any additional players um We've seen what's happened in the last 12 months or so is they need to make sure United don't know who they're going for because they tend to swoop. up, oh, City are interested in Sanchez. Oh, well, we'll, we'll have, have him. A, yeah. City are interested in Fred. Oh, we'll go for him. And <laughs> yeah. um, so who else will they yeah, uh, jump in and we'll try and so so sign? I saw those
1: rumours from Italy saying United are considering Jorginho. You're maybe a bit late to that party, but they. I'd
0: quite like to see them sign both Fred and Jorginho just to see how on earth they would. In the midfield
1: them together together. A, be scratching their heads and realising they, <laughs> they probably messed up there, didn't they? Just trying to follow suit. Um, maybe last point for you, Cheesy, as a City fan, would you rather sign someone like Benucci or someone like Mbappe this summer if they to get a third signing?
2: Um, obviously, Mbappe. You know, if they get the chance to sign a player of that quality and that that age and that, that profile, really. Uh, then clearly you would go for that. I'm not suggesting that City go out and spend a load of money no. on Benucci or anybody else of that type. Um, I think I'd be, if I was um, cheeky stein I think I'd be looking for something uh, opportunist, maybe um, that that is towards the end of a of a contract, a Bosman, that type of thing. So when the chairman says we're only planning to sign two players. We know that they've got feelers out all over the place and there are constant rumours of them they might be interested in this player or that player. But most of the other types of players, away from Jorginho and are considerably cheaper uh, and are prospects, young prospects. At the other end of the spectrum is the more mature um, potential Bosmans. and That's what I'd be uh, looking at at that end. Uh, and I don't think you have to necessarily choose one or the other anyway, because they have got the scope, they have got the cash, they have got you know the uh, the resources to go out and do both. Um, so if it was me, for what it's worth, I'd, I'd get these two in at the you know get those deals done, and then I'd be sitting there sort of just observing. There might be that there's a central defender that catches the eye in the World Cup or. Um, you know, one of the players that they've been looking at over a long period of time, who suddenly puts in a transfer request, or the situation changes, and then you swoop in. But if they get those two bits of business done early on, then I don't think there's any pressure on them to actually do anything. But I would, I would sign a central defender if I got a chance. I've
1: heard it there. Uh, firstly, Ian enshrinement scoop on who we want a subway He wants a World Cup with Man City in it, and he wants a <laughs> central defender as well. Similarly, as you have to.
2: I wouldn't want City in the World Cup. No, no, no. no enjoy no, that. No, no. And I guess, no.
1: Yeah, I guess that was one thing we didn't really mention. Lee. Without Sadi going to the World Cup, it means he'll be fresh for pre-season. That should be a, a positive. On that's, that's the way it. all the City fans will look at it. Yeah. I've been bombarded yeah. today
2: with great news. <laughs> Don't care about the international teams. Um, I don't know whether it would make any difference if uh, Sane was an England player yeah. as to whether people then would uh, have a different view on it. But the fact he doesn't play for England and he's not going to the World Cup, there is that mentality of, you know, if the 17 of them were, were going to be in the World Cup squad, now it's 16. You know, if there were only two going and all the rest of them were having a nice <laughs> summer lazing about in the Bahamas, that actually would be the best for City, wouldn't it?
0: The, the, yeah, the other thing to point out with that is that The natural question will be, can Sane react to his World Cup snub? And uh, if you think about last season, when he turned up for pre-season and Guardiola was so unimpressed that he left him on the bench for virtually the first two months of the season. Um, And he came back and scored two at West Brom, one against Palace and won October Player of the Month award. Then we've already seen how he reacts to, to setbacks, so... I don't think there should be a problem.
1: Challenge accepted. Yes. yes it's got to be exactly, accepted to yeah. see how he is when he's fired up again. He can, can only get better, isn't it? He's an exciting raw talent and I guess we can start, it's good that we can all start, start looking ahead to next season now, can't we? It's something that's keeping us going. We've got the World Cup in 10 days. I know I'm not all that excited for it in, in different aspects, but City will be back soon. You'll be there on pre-season, both of you. Yeah, it be exciting experience and one thing i must say i'm very proud of you
2: rich for not making this podcast all about raheem sterling which I'll, is what the whole media agenda <laughs> seems yeah. to be well
1: i'm glad you covered up your tattoos for the podcast <laughs> i don't want to mention them but i don't want another controversy i did not want extra achievement to be uh, taken over the podcast but it's fine yeah we, some things are best left unsaid aren't they and, this Which, is a football podcast. You can only say it matters. so
0: often, so many times, yes. it's before it just becomes noise A parody of itself. You don't it's want to of... be giving oxygen to the... Correct. Yeah,
1: you can't f- f- feed those flames, can yes. you, really? We're just going to talk about things that actually matter, like football, yes. potential transfers, and a World Cup would Man City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 But uh, thank you both for joining us this afternoon on Talking City. Make sure to subscribe to us on Acast for the latest episodes. We'll bring you a special transfer update as and when any players sign this summer and make sure to join us next week when I hope Ian and Simon will both be back and hopefully we'll have some transfers to discuss then as well. Thank you very much for joining us on Talking City.